Welcome to the Not Your Usual Cancer podcast. My name is Lauren and last year when I was 39, I was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. I have ADHD, I'm a creative type, an entrepreneur, Reiki practitioner and astrologer. And I've run my own coaching business and membership for the last few years. I take a psycho-spiritual intuitive approach in all that I do and it was no different when dealing with this diagnosis. I knew that I wanted to do things my own way to self-advocate and combine alternative healing methods alongside the surgery and chemo. In this podcast I'll be sharing what I've learned along the way and what helped me get through the really dark moments. It's not your usual cancer podcast because I'll be integrating the spiritual, alternative and creative approaches and changing the narrative on what having cancer looks like. I believe in empowering people to listen to their bodies and trust their intuition if something doesn't feel right. Let's experiment and find joy and fun again and release the heaviness that going through cancer can bring. Hello and welcome to this episode. So today I'm talking about anxiety, which is going to happen, let's face it, if you've had a cancer diagnosis, you're going to feel pretty anxious. Um, For me, it's been trouble getting to sleep, waking up in the night with bad dreams, and just feeling like I'm operating at a much sort of higher threshold. No, I mean the opposite. I mean lower threshold to stress so when things happen I get stressed more easily just everyday things uh feeling like I'm in a constant state of alert and fear around specifically with I had bowel cancer so fear around what do I eat what do I drink is this gonna hurt me is this gonna help me um to a to a point where you know it gets a bit debilitating if you're over analyzing everything and I've come to a point now, uh, about a year after my diagnosis, that I feel that I've reached, I've, I've definitely not over the anxiety completely, but I feel that I've got more of a handle on it. And so I thought I would record an episode just sharing what has worked for me. So if you're like me, if you've, if you're still getting over a cancer diagnosis, or if you've recently been diagnosed, or if you know someone who has, then perhaps these tips will help because they're what's helped me along the way and what I wish I had known in those first weeks after diagnosis. Okay, so this is my first tip. So I'm going to start off talking about what you can do when you're trying to get to sleep and you're lying there and you've just got all of these thoughts going around in your head. How bad is it? What's going to happen? Thinking about the future just those worries that are going to come once you've had a cancer diagnosis. So actually the first tip is something that my, I think it was my, the, one of the nurses at the hospital when I was having my chemo or when I was booking in for just before I started my chemo, she gave me this tip and it's actually been something I've used a lot. So it's the ABC game. So when you're lying there and you've got all these thoughts going through your head and you just feel the anxiety rising, you're not getting to sleep, you're wondering what you can do. The ABC game is basically you take a a subject or a range of items. So it could be fruits and vegetables, it could be cities of the world, it could be countries of the world. So basically, 
you, you choose your topic and then you think it obviously has to be big enough so that you can think of one of those things for each letter of the alphabet. So, for example, if you were doing fruits and vegetables, it could be apple, banana, carrot, <laughs> and you just keep going as you're lying there because it prevents those or sort of stops those thoughts going round and gives you something else to focus on. And that has been something, like I said, I've used so, so much. Um, I've come up with quite a few different variations. You could do like makes of cars. Um, sometimes I do, I do it in reverse. I start at Z and I try and think, oh, maybe I'll just do uh, cities in Europe or states of the US or whatever it is. And then I just really try and think of one for each letter. And having that kind of neutral thing to focus on really helps just to, yeah, stop that cycle of thinking that can, can, yeah, make it really difficult to get to sleep. So quite often I'll do that and I'll maybe get through one time through the alphabet and then I'll start again and then that's when I fall asleep. So that has really helped and has just been a really practical tip. So I wanted to pass that one on. Uh, the other thing I use for trying to get to sleep that really helps is uh, one of those sleep sprays. You spray it on your pillow or essential oils, lavender, anything that feels really relaxing. Um, vetiver is a good one. Uh, I'm not an essential oil expert, but I do use them a lot. And I find that they really help. They tap into a part of our brain that is very innate, very deep. So, yeah using anything like that. I used them a lot uh, when I went in for chemo. I would spray my room, I would spray myself. Um, I used one, a blend called Serenity. Uh, I found that really good. So that really helps. Uh, something that I do as well, just before I go to sleep, which I some, yeah, I find helps. I'm not really sure if it's particularly, <laughs> um, particularly something that you might want to do, but um, I have one of those face rollers and it's not the um, smooth one. It's like a spiky, a metal spiky one, a face roller. And it's supposed to stimulate your blood flow um, because I felt after chemo that I had quite a lot of puffiness in my face. Uh, so I've been using that and actually I find just the process of doing that quite relaxing. Um, and it's become a bit of a bedtime ritual for me. So one of those, um, it was only, I think, like, 15 to 20 pounds on Amazon or something like that, uh, maybe less. Um, but that's really helped as well, just to have a little routine like that. And you can also get, which I haven't used for a while, but um, I do quite like it when I use it, is a, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like spiky, um, like mats that you lie on with plastic spikes. It sounds horrible, but <laughs> it's some, somehow really relaxing. You lie down on this sort of plastic spiked mat and it just sort of seems to let the stress drain out of you. So um, I will find the link to that and put them in the show notes in case you do want to look those up. But yeah, that's that's been a good one. I haven't used it, as I say, for a while, but I did use it um, in the sort of early days uh, after diagnosis. Um, and a really simple one as well. Um, so I'm a Reiki practitioner, so I can definitely feel like a warmth in my hands. And I think everyone can do this if you just focus your energy on your hands and then put your hands where you feel the stress and it, it feels really relaxing so um, for me it's often in my stomach area I think you know when you've got that sort of adrenaline fight and flight you sort of had those sort of butterflies in your stomach if you 
focus like a sort of positive energy in your hands and then just put them on where you feel that. Uh, that's some, been something that's really helped me as well, especially because that's where I had the surgery. So I, I do that with my hands and put them over the scars and it's it's really relaxing. It's a very simple thing, but definitely helps with getting to sleep. So those are a few things I use when I'm just sort of lying in bed and yeah, I can hear my husband fall asleep. He normally falls asleep within a few minutes and here he's gone off to sleep and I'm just lying there thinking, hmm, how can I get to sleep? So a few tips for that. Uh, and then just generally when you feel anxiety rising, um, small things that you can do. So a big one for me is through the through social media, through mainly Instagram um, and a couple of groups, networks that I was in before, I was connected with some women who had been through bowel cancer um, a few years ago. So I thought of them quite a lot. So I was able to message them and connect with them. And just when I would feel anxiety rising, I would think, okay, think about this lady. She is 11 years post bowel cancer. She's been through it all. Um, She actually had a more um, extreme version of the operation that I had. So I would think about her a lot and just think, you know, she's 11 years after cancer. She is she has since had children. She is, yeah, just an incredible person to focus on. So I would often, and if you don't know anyone like that, I would definitely recommend find a few role models like that that you can focus on and think, rather than focusing on the negative, or I shouldn't say negative, but the rather rather than focusing on the the stories that don't have a positive outcome. Focus on the ones that do, because it's so easy. Like our, our brains are just naturally wired to focus on the negative, but actually, let's just focus on the people who have come through this and survived and are living life successfully. <laughs> with yeah, with just so much to live for. So, I would often do that. I still do because I'm uh, I'm one year after diagnosis, but there's always that fear of what if it comes back. So I, I often find myself thinking of those women who are two, five, 11 years post-diagnosis and that they are doing fine. So it's just sort of an example that it's possible. Uh, I also have been using breath work a lot. Um, so a really simple thing is to take a deep breath, as deep as you can, like absolutely fill your lungs to the point where you think they're going to burst hold it for a few seconds and then when you're releasing it release it as slowly as you can and get your fingers and and count to 10 and press each finger as you're releasing it so that you get to 10 and you've still got some air left and then you just sort of gently let the rest out so it's a really simple way of just connecting with your breath breathing out slowly and that sort of feedback from your hands I find just gives a focus and yeah, enables you to do it in a really calm way. So again, a really simple thing, but that has really helped. And I've used it a lot when I'm just have that, yeah, that adrenaline or that fear or whatever it is, like that thought that's just popped into my head, I I do that. And that sort of gives me a bit of a reset. And something I've learned through Koya, so I'm training to be a Koya practitioner, which is a form of feminine dance. But a part of that uh, sort of routine is shaking. So basically shaking parts of your body. And 
when I do this, it, it's very simple. Like literally just get your arm, I'm doing it now and just shake it and just imagine all of the crappy feelings that you've got inside you, all of that anxiety, all of that negative stuff, just shake it out and imagine it like being completely gone from you. Um, and this is linked to what animals do. So when animals are, so for example, if you're a gazelle being chased by a lion, once you've got away from the lion, that's what they do. They, they shake and it's like getting rid of all of that excess adrenaline that you just don't need. So again, simple, but really effective. Uh, and I've even gone to, you know, been in sort of public places and like, well, I can't just start shaking here. So I just go off to the toilet and just do a bit of a shake out in the toilet. Um, really helps. Uh, my next one is using Oracle cards. So Oracle cards for guidance. Uh, if you've got a tarot deck or an Oracle deck, um, I love Kyle Gray's decks. Um, Angels and Ancestors is one that I use a lot. And you can pull cards from there. I wouldn't recommend doing it too often because they then sort of lose their meaning. But when you feel called that you need just a bit of guidance or you're feeling unsure about something, I love using them for that just to see what comes through. What particular area are you called to be focused on? What area of life? What sort of belief can you challenge? So I love using those and I use them throughout my chemo. So each day I would pull an oracle card, use that to just put my chemo pills because I took them, I took tablets um, as well as the infusion. Uh, so yeah, I'll just put them on there. Just have that moment to just, you know, reflect on that these pills are for the greater good, that they're going to make sure that any of the cancer cells that are left are going to be uh, eradicated and just have that moment of connection. So I used Oracle cards, as I say, every day while I was on chemo. And then I would say I probably use them maybe once a week now. So not, not too often, but again, I found that if I use them every day, they sort of, yeah, outside of chemo, if I use them every day, that they sort of lost a bit of their meaning if if you do them too often. So that's what worked for me. Uh, I also used a insight timer. So uh, there's some amazing meditations on there just from five minutes long. I searched for, I think, tapping into calmness. Um, there's a five minute uh, tapping into calmness one. If you want any specific um, meditation recommendations, just drop me a message. I'll be happy to share the ones that I found worked really well. You can find ones on there that are specifically around going through chemo. So they focus on, um, yeah, you can literally listen to it while you're having your chemo, which is what I did as well. And then, yeah, there's ones that I focus on now just to tap into how do I want to feel for the day. So I listen to it in the morning just thinking about tapping into how I want to feel for the day, what are my intentions, and I find that really helps just to start the day from a grounded, connected place. So that's something that I use pretty much every day. Uh, solfeggio frequency, uh, Google it if you haven't heard of it, but it's like a sort of background noise and the frequency is really relaxing. It taps into a part of your brain that yeah just enables healing to happen so I can't really explain it but just listen to it and have that on so if you're feeling particularly stressed or I use this sometimes when I'm 
traveling on uh, public transport and I'm just having one of those days where I'm feeling quite anxious and I don't really want to be near anyone <laughs> I put that uh, on on Spotify um, just search for solfeggio frequency and I put that on and it just yeah makes me just chill out and feel all the zen vibes and not get affected by anything going on around me it's like I feel it like creates a bubble around me bubble of protection so that has really helped as well and then it depends what kind of person you are, but writing and sharing about it, uh, I feel like you can either go like you want to share everything, you want to get it out there, you want to share your message, or you might be like, I just don't want to talk about this at all. And either way, like whatever works for you um, and helps you is, is, you know, there's no right or wrong about it. I, I've been through phases with this. When I was going through chemo, I really wanted to share or I didn't always have the energy to then when I finished chemo, I really didn't want to share. I just wanted to have time to myself and just process things. And I think I've now come out of the other side of that. And now I obviously do want to share about things again. So just go with what works for you. And it might just be that it's keeping a journal or writing or even just tapping out a few things on your phone uh, can help with processing. So those just a few small things that you can do. And then when you feel like you want to take a bit of a bigger piece of action or you want to, you know, maybe there's something bigger coming up and you want to start building new habits or trying new things. Uh, so for me, I went for Reiki healing. So I, as I said, I'm a Reiki practitioner, um, but there's nothing quite like getting Reiki done for you where someone else is just holding that space for you. Um, there's all sorts of studies now that prove it works, that it's not just someone standing there and holding their hands over you, that there is something happening, that it, it can help with outcomes around health and healing. So I love it because it just, there's nothing quite like someone holding that space for you, just holding space for you to heal. And I love the feedback that you get from someone who has just given you Reiki about like the different areas of your body, where they felt heat, where they felt tension, where they felt um energy I just love it so whenever I am feeling like I need a, a bit of an energetic upgrade I go for Reiki or as I said I kind of do it on myself but I always feel like it's more powerful when you can just fully relax and let someone else channel that energy for you so there's Reiki healing um if you've ever been for a gong bath or a sound bath where um yeah, there's just various different frequencies played from either crystal or like metal uh, bowls, sound bowls. Um, that can be so relaxing and just incredible. It it Similar to your sense of smell, your sense of hearing just taps into something very deep, very innate in you that you can't quite explain or put into words. But you just know that something has happened, something in your vibration has shifted, that something has been cleansed just by being exposed to a certain vibration, a certain sound. So very, very powerful stuff. Recommend you try that. And everyone has different responses or different, you know, different combinations that work for them. So again, it might just be trying out different, different uh, practitioners or different places to go to these things. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of sort of trial and error and see what works for you and what, you know, what works for you might not work for someone else. It's just a case of finding your individual unique 
sort of pathway to healing, I suppose. And I'm sure you can guess that I'm going to mention yoga as well. So there was a recent study that um, specifically was done on people recovering from cancer that showed that yoga helped to reduce inflammation. It was measurable. So we know that it has positive effects. Um, and I can feel that when I, I, I've made it like a non-negotiable that every Saturday morning I go to yoga and that's just as a minimum. I try and do more than that. I try and do like at least a few a few stretches each morning, but at least to do one class a week uh, for an hour. And yeah, I found that just helps to have that time to myself to focus on my body and to focus on how it feels for me. I think I spent a lot of my 20s trying to do the yoga uh, that looks good that, you know, get into the perfect sort of pose. And I was never great at that because I just don't have a flexible body. But now I do it from the perspective of how does this feel? And often I'll close my eyes in class just to really not look at how it's looking because often my inner critic will be like, that looks awful. What are you doing? You look like you don't know what you're doing. You can't balance. And oh, it just gets really boring. So I often close my eyes and just focus on how it feels in my body and how good it feels to stretch it. And particularly post chemo, I often wake up in the morning and I'm just really um, feeling like I really need to stretch and that there's a lot of um, stiffness in my body and I don't want that to get any worse and I feel like yoga really helps with that. So that's been really important for me. Uh, I've also been experimenting with breath work. So breath work, yeah, it can be really simple as, as I mentioned earlier, just the deep breath sort of long exhale approach. I've also tried uh, transformational breath work and also um, did a foundation course uh, through the Wim Hof technique and both I found incredible in different kind of ways. So if you can um, get to a transformational breath work session, I mean, it is transformational. <laughs> it's like you're breathing really deeply, continuously and just allowing your body to do what it does. It's like a really deep cleanse where you're really getting oxygen into parts that maybe you don't normally get them into, don't normally get oxygen into. And it just sort of allows this release and it can be quite emotional and yeah, not necessarily easy because it's like giving space for things to come up that maybe you've been pushing down, but they need to come out. So that's transformational breath work. Uh, there's like continuous breathing and affirmations that the practitioner will say as you're doing it. And sometimes they come around and sort of press different acupressure points and you just sort of feel this sense of release and connection with your body. And I think it's incredible. So I'd really recommend looking into breath work. If you can't find specifically a transformational one, then just see what is available near you. I think it's really worth doing it in person. I've done somewhere I followed like a YouTube video but it's just not the same as having someone there to guide you in person so really recommend giving that a go um, and yeah with the Wim Hof technique as well um, I did the foundation one where you go into the ice bath at the end and I've now been doing uh, cold water exposure as well just really simply at the gym I'll go into the sauna and then go for a cold shower um, and just sort of alternate between them and I'm just finding that 
it's like it gives you a sense of control or a sense of surrender at the same time which is quite um, hard to explain but yeah the ability to take yourself from extreme heat to extreme cold and manage your breath is I think gives you a sense of control over your anxiety as well so I found that really powerful and definitely recommend giving that a go if you can and funnily enough when I was at the Wim Hof workshop that I went to uh, there were two other cancer survivors there as well. So I don't know if it's just something that you're, whether that was chance or whether it's just something that can appeal once you've been through that, just as a sense of that connection with your body and your breath. So really found that useful as well. And I use the breathing just when I'm lying around, uh, at home or in bed, um, just tapping into that breathing. And I think, it starts to become a habit. So I just notice that I'm taking deeper breaths or I'm more aware of my breath and I feel that that's a positive thing. So that's really helped as well. Um, And then I'm going to say some more obvious things, but they're still totally valid. So going for a massage, um, find a massage therapist that you really, really vibe with that you love the the way they do it there's nothing worse than a bad massage so it can take a bit of trial and error as with the other things but see I really reckon if you can find someone that does a combination of Reiki and massage that's like the ultimate for me that is just incredible or combines massage with crystal therapy um, just adds another layer so that's really helped I've also been taking myself off for spa days and that doesn't need to be an expensive thing. Literally, it can, yeah, a spa day can just be mean like swimming, um, saunering, uh, the cold water. Um, it doesn't need to be like a super duper fancy one, but just to have that headspace and time for yourself. I think that's so important and it's become like a non-negotiable for me um, these days. So I will just take myself off for a spa day. And it sounds, you know... Uh, it's just something that I wouldn't have done before because it sounds very self-indulgent or I would have done it but it would have been for a reason like my birthday or a friend's birthday or some you know particular reason whereas now I'd be like nope it's just spa day time I just feel that I need that space and that time and just to really connect with uh, self-care so that really helps Uh, and then something a bit more unusual that I've tried which I think um I think helps in some way it's hard to explain exactly how but uh is oxygen therapy so hyperbaric oxygen you if you're claustrophobic or don't like small spaces it might not be ideal for you but you go into uh, a little pod um it can be a hard one like made out of metal or it can be they have soft ones as well um and then yeah the pressure is increased so that you're breathing a greater concentration of oxygen And I wouldn't say it's that you feel like instantly different, but it just feels like you're giving your, similar to the breath work, you're giving your body all of the ingredients it needs to, you know, repair itself and, and just to, yeah, be the best that you can be. So I found that really relaxing as well, just having that, that time and that space just to lie there whilst the oxygen is going in and just thinking that you're you're helping your body do the best you can to support recovery, um, especially post chemotherapy. For me, this that was 
just a really lovely thing to do. And you can find, um, it can be quite expensive or you can find, um, if you do some research online, there's often um, centres that are willing to offer it at a reduced rate for cancer survivors. So worth doing some research on that um, and see what you can find, but definitely worth giving a go if that sounds like your kind of thing. And then, yeah, there's a lot of things actually. When Now I'm reading through my list, there's a lot of things that I've done to help with anxiety. So I do just want to say that I, I, I guess I, I, you know, whilst I'm doing all these things, it's not like I'm magically cured of anxiety, but I do think that taking positive action like this definitely helps or at least gives you something to focus on from a positive point of view rather than um, focusing on the anxiety itself. So perhaps it's distraction and that's definitely something I recognise in myself is that when I have something that is worrying me or that level of anxiety is that for me I tend to want to distract myself and focus on other things, focus on something positive. So I think with all of this, that's that's been my approach and why I've tried so many different things. But the combina- I found the combination that works for me, I suppose, and just left the things that didn't work so much. So the next bit I want to talk about is just uh, nature and connecting with nature. So I've already mentioned about cold water, but in terms of wild swimming, going for a swim in the sea, going for a swim if you can find like a local lake where they've got it set up for cold water swimming. There's a few places in London you can go for that. There's plenty of places obviously outside of London. But there's something amazing about just swimming in natural water rather than chlorinated water. So yeah, natural cold water swimming. Uh, spending time in the woods, in the forest, uh, there is again research that shows that the specific um, smell that you get in woods uh, helps with anxiety. It helps to calm us. There's something um, antibacterial in it as well. So basically there's there's science that shows that going for a walk in the forest does more than just go for a walk. It does actually help our sense of well-being and our immunity, our immune system. So it is definitely... I think that's something that perhaps quite a lot of us tried over lockdown as well and we realised actually how amazing it was and how powerful. So that's been a part of my recovery as well. I've spent time just going for walks in the local woods and they're not very big woods. Um, living in Twickenham, it's there isn't a huge amount of woods nearby, but just I just find what I can and uh, tap into that. So that's really helped. Uh, another thing that you can do, which uh, is, yeah, I found really helpful, is writing writing down on a piece of paper all that you want to let go of and then bury that in the woods or burn it. So it's like a sense of returning it to nature and letting it sort of take its natural course. And you can do this if you follow the cycle of the moon as well. So when the moon is waning, so basically after a full moon, it's getting smaller. That's when it's about releasing and then when you have a new moon, that's like the beginning of a cycle. And that's when you can sort of build and create things when it's waxing or growing in size towards the full moon. So if you want to tap into that, you can add the dates to your diary. There's loads of apps. So just go and search for um, 
search for the moon in the app store uh, and you'll find there's some really good ones there. Um, if you want to get more into the astrology side of it, the Chani app, so C-H-A-N-I Chani app is really good. Um, it is the, the sort of more full version is paid for, but there is a free one that's really good as well. Um, and oh, I love the pattern app. Uh, that is amazing because tapping into your pattern so recognizing your cycles what's happening uh your own patterns then gives you a sense of being able to anticipate and recognize that we're not we're not moving through life in a linear way um that we are going through cycles and that anticipating those like just you know with your menstrual cycle if you anticipate pmt you know it's coming, you know it's happening, you know what the reason is, you can deal with it much more effectively than if you just thought it was something random or, yeah, you didn't know the purpose or reason of it. So I really recommend tapping more into that. And yeah, as I said, the pattern app is really, really good for that. So have a look at that. Um, I also recommend using a, a cyclical tracker so I have one of those, um, if you go to the free download section on my website, uh, lauren Jane, um, or just the link in my Instagram bio, I think. I'll put, I'll put all the links in somewhere, <laughs> um, but there is a free cyclical tracker you can use. There's also a free uh, moon calendar with all the dates for this year in it. So if you do want to use that, that is there. Um, but yeah, I find taking a cyclical approach and be, just being aware of these patterns and these cycles gives you a sense of ownership and a sense of, yeah, just knowing the purpose and the reason and therefore not feeling like you're going mad as we would do if we had PMT and we didn't know why it was happening. So yeah, that's tapping into your cycles. And then the next bit is kind of related to that is about using uh, fitness trackers. So I use um, Fitbit and Aura Ring. And between them, I find that I get a really... And again, this depends on your personality. I am definitely the kind of person that really likes to have the data, have a good bar chart, track my trends and just be aware of those things. I know for some people that actually might be more... might cause more anxiety than than it helps. So just tap into what works for you. Uh, but for me, yeah, using these trackers with the Fitbit, it gives me um, a sense of it gives you sort of warnings if you're if it detects that you've got a sort of what it calls a stress response, which is like elevated heart rate or it just senses that you're sweaty or that you're stressed and monitoring those and keeping track and just noticing when you're getting them. And then it gives you the ability to obviously change your sort of habits to help reduce those. Uh, with the Aura Ring, it monitors sleep and activity levels and also um, heart rate variability, which I found a really accurate measure of my overall recovery from chemo. So I can see what my sort of baseline was before I got diagnosed and then I can see how it was impacted by surgery and then by chemo. And then once I finished that, the sort of gradual increase each month as I was healing so I found that a really accurate measure probably the the best overall indicator of my overall health which um, according to that I got back up to my sort of baseline level uh, in July so uh, exactly a year after diagnosis I I was getting more towards yeah where, where I was before so 
And that was about, uh, I guess, seven months after finishing chemo. And I still feel that I'm not I'm not 100% recovered. I, I think there's a reason why they say don't try to conceive for a year after chemo. It's like your body needs a year to completely get it out of its system and recover. So yeah, it's it's a good good way for me to keep track, I feel. So I like having that data and that ability to yeah, just track my overall trends and sleep levels and things like that. So that if I notice that for the last few days, I've not been sleeping well, I can make the effort to go to bed earlier and that kind of thing. So that's trackers. And then my last sort of uh, topic that I want to cover is around support groups. So this isn't something that I was aware of at all when I got diagnosed. I mean, why would I be? But uh, I really recommend seeking out there's in-person support centres where they offer free counselling. So there's uh, Maggie centres. Uh, you may find that your hospital has uh, a specific uh, or sort of attached centre. So for me, I'm near uh, West Middlesex Hospital and right next door, there is the Mulberry Centre where I've been and they've offered me free counselling and free Reiki and it's just been such an incredible support so um, definitely recommend researching if you've got an in-person support centre near you. Um, for online support, I found uh, it just incredible doing uh, a, a breakout group with Shine Cancer. So that's um, Shine Cancer Support is a charity for people, younger people with um, cancer. So I think, uh, I think uh, 20s, 30s and 40s. Uh, and yeah, their their program uh, is called Breakout. And I found that incredible being able to, I think I was in a group with about 10 other people. And yeah, just having that sort of WhatsApp group where we can share our experiences and just connect and sometimes have a bit of a vent, sometimes have a bit of a moan, just support each other, just do what we need uh, with other people who understand what we're going through. I found that really really helpful um and I also did one with life after cancer so they do a six I think it's six week I could be wrong four or six week program uh where you're looking at various sort of coaching techniques uh and practices that you can go through in a group format and I found yeah that just gave me something I think I was just finishing chemo when I started it so there was a lot there to process and it helped with that processing and connecting with other people who were going through it too. Again it depends on your personality you may prefer more one-to-one -one support rather than being in a group so just seek out and see what you can find that that works for you. Um, and then of course coming soon is my membership so that is something I'm very passionate about. I used to run a membership uh, called the Intuitive Business Academy. I closed that down in May um, because not because I wasn't Actually, passionate no, about it any, at all anymore, guys. but um, because I just wanted to create space for. I I felt something new was coming through, and uh, and yeah, I wanted to create space for that. So it's it's called Unusual Women. So the unusual women concept came about because I was diagnosed when I was 39 and just 4% of bowel cancer cases in women happen or get diagnosed under 50. So it's unusual. It's not a common thing, thankfully. 
So that was the idea. And it also applies to other forms of cancer as well. If you're, if you're like me in your 30s or 40s and you've had a cancer diagnosis, then that's the idea with unusual women. It is about changing the narrative of what being a cancer survivor looks like. And my goal is to reduce some of the fear that comes with a diagnosis and focus on getting through it with a positive mindset and yeah tapping into our spiritual side and finding strength in that so that is coming soon Uh, I'm excited to share more about that but I can't I don't have too much to share just yet Uh, but yeah later this year it will be launching so if that sounds like your kind of thing then keep in touch with me um I think the best place would be Instagram. So yeah, connect with me on Instagram. The show notes at the end will share the details for that. And uh, and yeah, I think I will wrap up there. Um, I hope that's been useful. All of the various things that I found helped me get through um, that cancer anxiety that sets in. And as I said as well, it's it's definitely not that I've got to a place of this sort of magical... <laughs> magical sort of feeling where I don't feel anxiety I still very much do I still wake up with bad dreams but I just feel that I've got all of these sort of tools and techniques that really really help uh, reduce it as much as possible and I think it's just an ongoing journey I think I feel it sort of reducing each month and with each good blood test and CT scan that sort of helps as well Uh, but yeah it's very much an ongoing journey so um do get in touch if uh, if you have any questions or anything you want to share. Uh, check me out on Substack. Uh, that's my sort of online home now where I am writing updates and sharing this podcast. So have a look over there as well. It's unusualwomen.substack.com. And, uh, and yeah, hope to connect with you soon. And the next episode will be out soon. Bye for now. And that's that episode all wrapped up. If you'd like to get in touch, my website is lauren-jane.com. On there, you can find details of all the work that I do, the one-to-one work that I do with clients, my membership and my group program, which is coming soon. If you would like to drop me an email, it's hi at lauren-jane.com. Thanks for listening.